You're listening to ReachMD XM157, the channel for medical professionals. Both physicians and patients could benefit from more efficient and effective communication skills. We are constantly told what we as physicians can do better. What can patients do? Welcome to the Clinician's Roundtable. I'm Dr. Leslie Lunt, your host, and with me today is Dr. Maria Hester, a board-certified internal medicine specialist with over 12 years of experience in direct patient care and patient education. She has a special interest in preventive medicine and empowering people to partner in their health care by teaching them patient skills. She wrote Your Family Medical Record, an interactive guide to getting the best care in the late 1990s, long before patient empowerment was considered a necessity. She has since updated this guide and programmed it into a USB flash drive to enable people to keep a copy of vital health records with them at all times. Welcome to ReachMD. Thank you. Now, Dr. Hester, how can we incorporate basic skills training into our brief office visits? Well, I'm going to break up skills training into office-based skills and patient-based skills. Now, let's start with the patient-based skills. There are certain things that we can tell our, our patients that will certainly help them prepare for future visits. Specifically, something very basic is teach what I call the five W's, what, why, where, when, and who. Now, when the patients really think about this and you explain to the patients what you're trying to do, then they'll understand when they become sick, they need to stop and think about these five W's. For instance, what are my symptoms? Why do I need an appointment? Where does it hurt? When do my symptoms begin? Who around me has similar symptoms? And so on and so forth. There are many questions that we can think of when we become sick, not when we're sitting in the doctor's office waiting to be seen or sitting on a cold examining room table. But it's important to train patients to think through their problems before they even step foot into the office because when they do this, they will be more empowered to give us an appropriate history, not a history that is abbreviated or history that is based on the fact that they're sick and in pain and they want to just kind of get through this and get a pill. So the five W's, is, it's very simple, extremely simple to teach patients. And also when patients come to see us, we can reinforce those things. Did you think of the five W's when you got sick? Can you go through some things that you thought about? And so if we teach them this and reinforce it, this can be a very time-efficient way of getting patients to the point that they think about things proactively and not in retrospect. How do we teach patients this, though? Well, specifically for the five W's, that can just be something verbal. It can be written down. It can be in the form of a handout. For instance, when you're preparing to see the doctor, I want you to think through these things. And instead of saying the five W's, you may want to list out the questions. What is the symptom? Where does it hurt? When did it start? You can ask however many questions you want to and just make it generic and print that up, hand it to the patients so they'll start thinking about these things before they come in. This will take probably all of 10 minutes of the doctor's time. But I have some similar things on my site at patientschool.net in the medical professional section and also in the article library. And these things can be downloaded and printed off. And so you don't have to reinvent the wheel. I have some things that I'd be happy to share with you as far as material that can help you empower your patients. So certainly your website is a great resource. Now, what else can we do in terms of teaching patients some basic skills? Well, something else we can do is 
something as basic as developing a general poster for the examining room and leads empowerment brochures in the waiting room. You know, we have all these magazines and so forth to help pass the time, but I think a lot of patients would much rather know how to pass the time effectively. It's great to look at, you know, the new fashions and so forth, but if while they're in the doctor's office, they can learn some things that can actually save them money, help them help their physicians come to the diagnosis quicker and so forth, that would be great. For instance, and in addition, the medical assistants can take a very active role in going over these things. The medical assistants can give patients a checklist to think about while they're waiting in the office, in the examining room for the doctor to come in, going over again things such as your symptoms, what are your symptoms, where is the pain, so forth. Whatever your practice is geared toward and whatever you feel comfortable with, most certainly you can develop a checklist in less than 10 minutes of time of your time and just make copies, and the clinical or medical assistant can hand these out. And also you can train your medical assistants to just go over some of the same things. Have you thought these things through? You know, what are your symptoms and so forth? And so it becomes a second nature to patients to think through these things because they know they're going to be asked, and then when they get in the habit of doing it on their own, then they will really be doing very well. Anything else that patients can do? Well, patients, once patients know how to keep a basic copy of their vital information, such as their diagnoses, their medication allergies, a list of their medications, the pertinent family history, surgical history, and so forth. Once you start with this as the foundation, then the patients are able to move a step further, go to the Internet to research things, prepare for a visit in advance. I mean, that is very important. They should have a list of questions to ask us when they come to see us. For instance, and this partially goes to the next area of office skills, but a lot of patients don't realize when they go to see the doctor that they don't always have to physically be there to get forms filled out or to get medications be filled or so forth. And so this is a lead into the next part. It's important for us to teach patients the skills they need as far as, you know, office policies. Office policies they're handed out sometimes when a person joins a practice, but realistically, they're updated over time, and patients often don't know what a doctor's policy is. For instance, I've had many patients who have come in for, let's say, an acute visit, spraining an ankle or a call for cold or something, and they're on a acute three-month visit uh, schedule for blood pressure checks. Well, if they come in a month and a half into the visit because of the cold, I may not remember, okay, you're going to run out of medicine soon, so I need to refill that. But if they simply ask, you know, can I get a refill soon? Do I need to come back in six weeks since I'm here now? That can go a long way because patients frequently come in for visits they don't need when they can just call or if they had a physical in January, they start a new job in February. Often they don't realize, I can just get this form filled out because I just had the physical instead of actually coming back in. These things go on over and over, and it's a waste of their time, and it's a way that important patients who need those visits are not able to get those visits because those time slots are filled with unnecessary things. And so that goes back again to educating patients. But this is something that we as physicians and we as 
what we as physicians need to do, and we need to do that along with our office staff members. If you've just joined us, you're listening to ReachMD, XM157, the channel for medical professionals. I'm Dr. Leslie Lunt, your host, and with me today is Dr. Maria Hester. We are discussing improving our patient skills. Now, Dr. Hester, I know you have a long list of things we could do better. <laughs> what else can we do? There are so many things. We all have different aptitudes. I love the Internet. One thing that I offer on my website is I offer just free empowerment teleseminars. There's at least one site that will allow you to, to do free teleseminars. I believe it's freeconference.com. You can get this set up and have your patients call in, call a specific number, have teleconference with 40, 50, 60 of them over the phone, not about the specific issues, but about things pertaining to your practice, about things related to how to empower themselves. So there are so many different things that can be done. There, We can set up the secure email messaging. So instead of patients coming in for a lot of issues that they don't need to come in for, they can send us an email message. Or we could have self-triage sheets that the patients can go through a list of things that you know are going on with them. So when they contact the nurse or the clinical assistant or whoever, they can address the most specific things. And they would also include, by the way, I have high blood pressure. I'm on Zestriol, 20 milligrams a day. No other medical problems or no drug allergies. So when the patients call in, it will go much quicker. Mrs. Jones, 47-year-old, called because she has a cough. Um, I started two days ago. No fevers, chills, whatever else. She has no medical problems. She has no medication allergies. This is the pharmacy number. Does she need to come in, or can you call something in, or shall I tell you a call back? But there are so many different ways that we can become more efficient and we can bring patients into this. Another thing is we can create a, a website you know, for our individual offices. Website design is dirt cheap. There are companies that will host your site for less than $100 per year, and there are companies that give you all the templates that you need. You can upload photos and office policies, do all sorts of things for $100 a year, and give patients a lot of very important information. And it will take very little time. The office manager could actually set this up on the doctor's behalf. But that is extremely time efficient, extremely cost-effective. Patients can be encouraged to send email messages to the office staff or the office manager about things they liked and didn't like. There can be specific forms filled out on this site, on these sites, that you know, if you want to know, if you want a patient survey, if you want to ask specifics or whatever the case may be, again, all of this stuff can be done for less than $100 a year, and I think it's definitely worth taking the time to learn a little bit more about this because I was very illiterate doing this a few years ago. And now it's a matter of click, 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 click. In an hour, I can get a new website up. It's no difficulty. You know, most of us are extraordinarily busy. We have more work than we could ever possibly do. This may seem a little bit overwhelming. What, what can you tell those physicians who may be reluctant to start with any of this? You know that old saying, an inch in time saves nine? I think that's very apropos here because if a physician spends two hours just signing off on the, the website, picking the name he wants, signing off, and then telling the office manager, these are the, the things I want you to post to the site, these are the photographs and so forth, these are the questions I want you to put on the form, and hand it over to the office manager, then that will go a tremendous way in understanding 
if the patients are satisfied, what their concerns are, what you can be doing differently, how you can be more efficient, and so on. And this will literally take a doctor easily less than two hours. And everything I'm saying will take the doctor less than two hours. The doctor can take two hours of a day, get the website set up in that the doctor has to, you know, pay the $100 a year or whatever in the credit card, and then hand that part over. Spend 30 minutes getting the information that he wants on the site, hand that part over. I have plenty of handouts that I have no problem with physicians using on their sites. We've been discussing how to help our patients improve their communication skills and how to help physicians improve their communication skills with patients. Thank you so much to our guest, Dr. Maria Hester. I'm Dr. Leslie Lent. You've been listening to the Clinician's Roundtable on ReachMD XM157, the channel for medical professionals. We welcome your questions and comments. Please visit us at ReachMD.com. Our new on-demand and podcast features will allow you to access our entire program library. Thank you for listening. 